Welcome to another edition of the Somewhat Sports Podcast. My name is John Dennis. You can catch me overnights on 97.5 WPCV. Joining me, uh, as always, in studio, John Williams. What's up? How you doing, man? I'm good, man. How are you? I am hanging in there. And we are joined uh, via telephone by friend of the show, Cam Wooten. What's going on, man? Hey, man. Life is beautiful. Um, you know, I'm just chilling, basically. You're a lot more positive than uh, I thought you'd be, given uh, the current state of your NFL franchise, the Pittsburgh Steelers. That's how we start. <laughs> so that's how we start. I just, okay. I'm just surprised. I'm, that's all I'm saying is that I'm surprised how... <laughs> I'm, I'm happy that you're positive, that you have a positive outlook on life. You know? Yeah, man. No, no, no. I definitely, um, I do. Have, I definitely have a positive outlook, and it's rightfully so because I'm not a Dolphins fan. <laughs> All right, that's uh, fair. That's so, fair. <laughs> Low blow, but it's fine. Uh, so there we go. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take it. I'll take it. Um, so before we get into the end football stuff, we'll talk about that a little later. But I got to get something off my chest here a little bit, uh, and maybe Cam, you can help us out with this one. Okay. So my my girlfriend is a vegan, right? And so I, I, I'm not a vegan. I'm not even a vegetarian. I, you know, I'll eat a hamburger hot dog all day. Uh, but sometimes to be supportive, I'll go with her to, you know, some of these, uh, you know, new age, you know, hippie hipster kind of places, right. Where, you know, they have like, you know, vegan soft serve ice cream and like all this stuff. And so maybe you guys can help me out with this. I'm confused as to why, like the new trendy thing these days is to like, turn stuff that's not food into food. <laughs> Can someone explain that to me? Like the other day, I went and I bring up a vegan soft serve because the other day we went to this place out in, in Tampa and it's good. I, it's called Sweet Soul. It's delicious, right? I'm not going to I'm not gonna hate on it because the actual food product is, is good, right? But some of like the, it's one of those places that has like mix-ins and stuff like that, right? Where you like, you get like the base, whatever, they have like activated charcoal vanilla, yeah. which I'm like, why, why can't you just go with straight vanilla? Why do you have to add charcoal to my, to Come my on, ice man. cream? That's what's, that's what's in right now. But why? <laughs> why? You what does that think, do? Like, why would I have to have bee pollen to my ice cream? So, so if people are moving to like a healthier lifestyle, they still want to enjoy the stuff that they used to eat, but more healthier. So if you're like the first, one of the first stores to do that, people are going to come to you. So you got to come out with the craziest thing, like the the vegan hamburger or the vegan ice cream. I just don't understand it. One. I don't understand. Like, why, what is the what is the fascination with adding non-food things? Like, who who's eating chia seeds? I thought you put those on the little clay heads and it turned into weird, bushy hair. Hey, I'll put those in my shake, man. But Why? <laughs> It's not food. It's healthy, man. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> Cam, are you are you one of these people that? I don't know it? about the frosty though. With the ice cream, there's vegan ice yeah. cream. Yeah. Yeah, you said and, and vegan ice cream with charcoal. Yeah, <laughs> activated uh, charcoal. That's what it's called. I'm I'm not even joking about that. It's like black. It's pitch black. Bro, I'm about to start bro, a barbecue that, second. Oh, excuse me. I'm sorry. That's exactly what I was going to say. The. Uh, the uh, the same stuff they use for barbecues. No, it's activated. It's cool. That's what we're putting in vanilla bean. Do you, how do you deactivate <laughs> charcoal? Is that what you do? Do you deactivate it and then hit the hit it with the uh, the lighter fluid and then cook up some burgers? What's the? I think yeah, we gotta bring your girl in to explain something. Because like, hold on. I mean, I'm I'm looking at the menu right now for 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 this for this restaurant just to give people an idea. I'm like familiar with like veggie burgers. Maybe a shake here, here or there. 
Burger King's Impossible Burger. Yeah, they do have that. Which, like, I'm I'm okay with that. I'm okay with like with veggie burger Zucchini substitutes noodles. because it's veggie burgers have been around for a long time. Like that, I'm not I'm not hating on. But so yeah, vanilla bean charcoal. That's like one of the first things. Vegan soft serve matcha vanilla bean charcoal or That's twist. Chocolate. It's not chocolate. It's vanilla charcoal. Well, once you add the charcoal. <laughs> That's dark chocolate. I don't know. I can't even. I can't even come to the defense of it because I'm confused. <laughs> Me, I mean, I'm right there with you. Bee pollen. Like, why? Who was adding bee pollen to? Keep, leave it to the bees. Let them do what they got to do with it. Why are you taking? Like, what are you? Are you scraping the the pollen off of the bees' legs to put Listen, it in? Man, being healthy makes <laughs> you money now. So I guess these so. stores are gonna do whatever they got to do. Gee, I man. mean, I like almond milk, but. Yeah, but that's an almond. Like, that's food. Like I get it. Exactly, but that's the thing. I'm not. I'm not too sure about charcoal. Like I, I what does it do? You can't take something what? unhealthy and then just add charcoal to it and then <laughs> and say it's healthy. Then. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So I'm looking at this. Don't here. worry. It's, it's activated charcoal on him. Yeah. <laughs> You're fine. You're fine. Apparently, it's uh, it's got a activated charcoal has a variety of proposed benefits. Now, whenever so, whenever someone says proposed benefits, it means proposed. no one has, no one has any yeah. idea whether it actually does any of these things, but they it think means it's maybe. It yeah, exactly, maybe ranging from lowering <laughs> cholesterol to whitening teeth and curing hangovers. Oh, I can't say that. I I can't say that. I've used like a, a charcoal toothpaste, like powder. Yeah, like in my toothpaste, and. Uh, does it make it pearly white? It makes my teeth all, all black and stuff, but yeah, I've always been told I yeah. got beautiful I got curly teeth. Mouthwash <laughs> are, are we not sure that it just doesn't look whiter by comparison after you add the black to your mouth? Because <laughs> the black rinses um, out. Because <laughs> like you know, like when you when you add like regular toothpaste to your toothbrush, like and like you, I don't know, maybe this is just me. Do you ever notice like your teeth are like yellower, like when you add white toothpaste, like when it foams up, you're like, man, my teeth are yellow. Like, otherwise, it's not. No, it's just your lighting. <laughs> is that what it is? Yeah, that's the lighting. I've never been like, man, I, I, I just got a, it looks like I got a grill in right now. I've never had that. Like, I, I that's, that's plaque, baby. You got to get rid of that. No, I've, I've been going to the dentist, man. They've been saying, uh, I, I, I don't think my teeth are that yellow. What do you think, John? You? I can't tell from here, man. But like you can tell they look like, like if I'm rocking like a couple of bananas, like one upside down, you know, no, I <laughs> you can tell. <laughs> You don't got that, man. Thank you. Right? You look like you've been activating a couple a couple times. Yeah, I've been activating <laughs> that charcoal, man. You know me. <laughs> so I can say that. I can vouch for it there. But All right. in, as far as eating it uh, with ice cream, they're bugging. Big trip. That's what I thought, too. All right. So now that, now that we got that out, because I just, I just wanted to get that off of my chest, okay? Now we can move to the actual sports. All right. So... Uh, we had a couple of injuries in the in the NFL uh, this past week uh, weekend week two. A couple. Yeah. Well, we had quite a few. A lot of. I mean, this is like just across the board. A lot of injuries. But the ones of note, of course, we talked about Ben Roethlisberger. He's out for the season now with an issue with his elbow. I don't know if it's a, some sort of Good. in his elbow. <laughs> okay. <laughs> a Steelers fan just yeah, said that. By like, the way. Yeah, I'm surprised. I'm surprised to hear the that take from. Uh, from uh, I'm sick here. of it. I'll go into it more. Go ahead. But I, I want to talk about you know Drew Brees and his his thumb issue, which I don't know if you saw 
the Drew Brees play, but he basically was just throwing the ball into, you know, like just normally, right? And his hand happened to hit Aaron Donald's hand. And because Aaron Donald is made out of brick and mortar, you know, I was about to say. <laughs> <laughs> Drew Brees' thumb exploded, I guess. And now he's out for, you know, six to eight weeks with a uh, torn ligament in his thumb that he had to have surgically repaired. Uh, and then the other big injury, uh, Eli Manning's ego. Now that Daniel Jones is in there. Yeah, his heart got broke. That's right. <laughs> Demoted. Right in the pine now. We'll talk about that a little later. But so, so, Oh, you know, I just have to accept it. Uh, play my role. Uh, Michael, go ahead. Yeah. Flashback <laughs> of Eli. <laughs> you have to. You have to. Uh, but so, I, I'm confused because I was told that with the NFL adding these harsh penalties and adding all of these stipulations and stuff to roughing the passer where you can't land on the guy, you know, if, if you're sacking him, right. Or you can't go too low and you can't even touch his head. Cause God forbid your fingernail clips his face mask. And all of a sudden it's a 15 yard penalty, right? So all of these rules that they've added that hamper the defense, right. That extend all of these offensive drives because you know, the, the miles Garrett lands on, Trevor Simeon, which, I mean, that's, okay, I get that, because his ankle exploded, right? <laughs> I, I get that. I understand. I was say, that's late. But so many times, like, I mean, they gifted the Bears a win when they were playing the Broncos, because apparently Bradley Chubb landed too much on Mitch Trubisky, and so all of a sudden they get 15 yards when all they needed was a field goal, you know? To me... It's it's a little ridiculous. Like are are all of these penalties really helping keep the quarterbacks in the game? It doesn't seem like it. Yeah, it seems like they're still getting hurt. Exactly. So at this point, like what else are you supposed to legislate? All right, no one can touch Drew Brees' hands either. Right? <laughs> you can't you can't do it. Also, you have to go back in time and then give, you know, Ben Roethlisberger some icy hot to put on his elbow so he feels better. Like what <laughs> what are we supposed to do there? Might as well make him like a designated QB. Like, you yeah. can't touch him. <laughs> like an all-time quarterback. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Go ahead, Cam. No, I was going to say, well, like, with Ben's injury, no one touched him. Yeah. That that was fluke. Like, it's just, it, 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 I don't know, his elbow's made out of Play-Doh and toothpicks <laughs> at this age. Seems now, that Now, yeah, but... When you talk about the Trevor Simeon thing, that's understandable because Miles Garrett already had a roughing the passer earlier in the game, and the game just started. Right. The man, you know, he's a beast. I can't, I can't take anything away from him. But he, the ball was clearly gone, and he landed all of his weight on him. This is a two hundred and like fifty, sixty pound man. And all of his weight and his ankle just said, uh-uh, not today. Yeah. I, I saw it. It was disgusting. But the thing is, it seems to me like that's not that's not hindering him from going out and doing it. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not the, – the penalty isn't keeping defensive linemen from landing on the quarterback. If, if that's how you get the quarterback down, that's just what you do. You know? It, that's That's what it seems like. It seems like it hasn't helped anything. All it has done is extend offensive drives. Makes sense. All right. To an extent. <laughs> yeah. Like, like the did they throw a flag on the Drew Brees thing? 
No, they can't because he didn't like he didn't oh, land on him or anything. Yeah. He just threw the Yeah. So what I'm saying the, the point that I'm arguing is that it seems like they're legislating all of this stuff to protect the quarterbacks. But quarterbacks are just going to get hurt. It just happens. And it doesn't seem like these defensive ends or defensive tackles or whatever, linebackers, doesn't matter, whoever's trying to take down the quarterback, it doesn't seem like it's keeping them from doing the things that they were doing in, in the first place. They're just in a vulnerable position because you a lot of times you see a, a guy will be blocking and then get pushed into the, the, right. the ankle of the, of the quarterback or somebody gets hit from behind. And a lot of times it's not even the defense that ends up right. injuring them. So. I think they're just in a vulnerable position. Around every, you see every single play when the ball is snapped, they got three or four guys around them that could possibly injure them right. by accident or on purpose. So I don't know if it's rules that can change that from happening or a formation or something that needs to change. Or how about you get the ball out faster? Well, How about that? Maybe. Like, to me, I, I just it, it doesn't make any sense to me because it – at the end of the day, like if you if you were trying to advocate for player safety and like you were getting a lot of concussions, right, from these quarterbacks, then fine, right? I get it. But these aren't like long lasting injuries. You know, Nick Foles, he gets tackled, he breaks his collarbone, it sucks. But he's not like irreparably, you know, harmed. He's gonna come back. And at some point, you just have to, like, let the guys play football. Like, I understand, like, okay, don't, you know, take your helmet and drive it straight into his gut or his spine. Fine. (laughs) I'm okay with that because that's, like, player safety stuff. Right? But God forbid, you know, he goes and grabs the quarterback's ankle as he's trying to throw the ball and tries to sack him that way. And all of a sudden, he's going for the – he's diving for the knees. That was, you know (laughs) – like to me, it's football. Like guys are going to get hurt. It sucks, but you can't you can't legislate so much to the point where they're not even playing football anymore. Where guys can't tackle anymore. Like like Booger McFarland on on the ESPN broadcast said, like if like if that's a flag, how are you supposed to tackle these quarterbacks? You can't right. levitate after tackling them. Right. You have to you have to fall somewhere. And now quarterbacks are, are less aware because now they're like, listen, they, they wouldn't do that because there's a penalty for that. So right, and it's it, not happening. Yeah, <laughs> they're so still the, getting rocked. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know, man. It's, Maybe I would say if you had to do something immediately, like change the formation, push the center back or something. I don't know. Yeah, put put a long snapper in there and have him have him snap it from thirty yards back. <laughs> something, right? Like if you're gonna do something, do that because yeah. otherwise it's not it's not football. Yeah, you know, like I like make it. I was gonna say make it like the field goal where you can't line up over the center or some uh, some stuff. Like <laughs> you are two for two, man. What are you doing out here? Man, my fault, man. It's been a long day. It's all right. <laughs> it's okay. We'll uh, we'll bleep it out in, in post production. But it, it, but it, to your point, though, yeah. I mean, I, at some point, you know, there's at some point they're not playing football anymore. And like I said, like I'm I'm all for making the game safer, you know, and and getting all of you know the high tech helmets and doing. Uh, studies on you know what we could do to make sure that these guys are living healthy, productive lives into their fifties and sixties. That's one thing, right? But Nick Foles isn't gonna you know end up in a in a in a home because he's got a broken <laughs> collarbone, right? It's just it sucks, but it is what it is. You have to let the guys play. You have to let the guys play. Yeah, 
You know, and I think at the end of the day, it just seems like it's just they're trying to save these these dollars is what it is. Because if Drew Brees is out, then, you know, I mean, don't get me wrong. Teddy Bridgewater has had some capable years in, in Minnesota, um, but he didn't look that great when they play the Rams. So I, that team is obviously going to be worse without Drew Brees there. Yeah. I don't care how, you know, how good and Michael Drew Thomas Brees is. Drew Brees is the same. He is the same. 100%. 100%. That's what, that's what makes Alvin Kamara so dangerous is because of the fact that you can't really load the box because then Drew Brees is going to make you pay elsewhere on the field. So, I don't know. It's just bad luck. I mean, it is what it is. You can't, you can't keep these. There's, it's, at the end of every play, it's a pile of 300-pound men all in a 10-foot yeah. <laughs> by 10-foot square. <laughs> Weird stuff happens. Funky stuff happens. Okay, that's what I'm saying though. Like most of these injuries to quarterbacks are freak accidents. Yeah. So, I mean, how do you prevent that? You gotta stop. <laughs> like I, this is a this is a cry to the NFL. Please stop what you're doing yeah. with these penalties. Because I just feel like all all this is gonna do is just add more. You know, more uh, penalties. You know, and and less that the defense can do to get to the quarterback. Yeah. So, anyways, I'd like to 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 then now pivot to some comments that Steve Young made. Okay, speaking of of quarterbacks, okay, uh, of course, Hall of Fame quarterback Steve Young. Uh, you know, no one's gonna doubt how well he played when he was playing. Um, but as a as a commentator, listen, buddy, what are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing? Steve Young coming out here. Okay, and of course we've heard you know all of these these players asking for trades. You know we've heard Jalen Ramsey after they they lost to the to the Houston Texans asking uh, out of out of Jacksonville, and we talked. You know we're going to talk a little bit about the Minka Fitzpatrick trade, how he asked for a trade, and now he's now a member of the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers. Congratulations uh, there, Cam. Um, you know, and and we've seen we've seen other instances uh, around the league. You know, of, of guys, I mean, Antonio Brown asked for a trade and then he got sent to, to the Raiders and then eventually found his way to the Patriots, which I'm not a huge fan of. But, you know, Steve Young basically came out and said uh, that the NFL is becoming the NBA and that owners have to come together and do something to keep stuff like that from happening. How, you know, he, he's apparently upset that if a good player is on a bad team, they're saying, oh, I don't want to be here anymore. And they're asking out, which in theory... I, I understand the thought process, right? Because then that just creates a, a power imbalance in, in the NFL. If anyone who wants to go to you know the Patriots or the Chiefs or whatever gets to leave and go and do their own thing, I get it. But let's not act like this is a new thing here, okay? It hasn't happened for a little while. But lest we forget Eli Manning deciding that he didn't want to play for the San Diego Chargers. They were the San Diego Chargers at the time, not the LA Chargers, but the San Diego Chargers at the time and finding his way to the New York Giants. Right? Like, that's not... It wasn't that, that long ago. Eli Manning's still in the league. He's not playing anymore as of this week. But (laughs) (laughs) that wasn't that long ago. Why is it that now all of a sudden, oh, we got to keep it from becoming the NBA. The owners got to collude together. You know, got to talk about this. (laughs) I don't know, man. I think he's – I don't even know why he's making these comments, but I could see owners being scared of this because that's going to force them to work even more to keep players. <laughs> yeah. Which is – I agree. 
Which is, so if, if you have a guy that's willing to leave at any moment and do whatever it takes to, to get what he wants, now you have less leverage over him. You got to work a little bit harder to keep him. So I don't know if, I don't know who Steve Young is, is speaking. I'm guessing he's speaking to Jalen Ramsey <laughs> and, and Minka Fitzpatrick. He shouldn't uh, be. No, he shouldn't. He shouldn't be at all. I don't know. I'm, I, I'm against it because I, I think players are taking uh, their careers more into their control. And I think of all leagues, the NFL should be doing it more than anybody else. Right. Based on how much they get paid. So I don't have a problem. And their with contracts that. aren't guaranteed. Right. Yeah. That's the problem that I have is like, I, and I've heard I've heard grumblings from from people, especially you know on the internet. Everyone talks about you know all this stuff, but to me, when they talk about Melvin Gordon, for example, who holds out for for a new contract, right? Or or you know when you talk about Le'Veon Bell, who held out to get a new contract, or Zeke, who held out for a new contract. To me, the, there's an easy way to fix this: guarantee contracts. That's it. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry. Like, you, the NBA, I understand, has fewer players on the player base, right? There's only, what, 13 guys on an active roster, 15 total? 15, yeah. Right? So, I understand that per team, there are less players. Obviously, with the NFL, it's a full 52-man roster. Mm-hmm. But the NFL also is the richest sport in the world. Or I guess, is it the world? I think they have the highest valuation, at least as, a, as an organization in the world. Right? Mm-hmm. So, when you look at how much money the NFL makes and the fact that they're not guaranteeing these contracts, that's, that's the big thing, is that these guys want to make sure that their kids will get fed and their kids' kids will get fed. That's it. Yeah. yeah. You know? And, and this would be a whole lot smoother if, if they just moved to that. You wouldn't have these holdouts. But people get mad, and that's the thing. I, that's another thing I don't understand is why Joe, you know, Schmo off the street is upset at <laughs> at the player and not the guy who literally has billions of dollars <laughs> who isn't paying the guy. Steve's just mad because he couldn't do it when he was in the league. I guess yep. he's out. He's seeing how much money they make. <laughs> it must be something like that. But like, if you're like, I mean, I have a boss. You have a boss. Like, what, who do you identify more with in this situation? <laughs> the guy paying people or the guy getting paid? <laughs> yeah. Getting paid. Exactly. And if someone, if, if I told you, okay, that in addition to your current work responsibilities, you have to go and jump from the second floor of the building every single day. Some days you'll make it and it'll be fine and you'll land, you'll do the whole tuck and roll and you'll be good to go. But one day, one day you might, you know, fall a little awkward. Break that ankle. And what happens when you break and your you ankle? you can't go to work anymore. <laughs> and you can't go to work anymore. And your boss says, sorry, buddy, you can't come to work. You're not getting paid today. <laughs> and you're not going to get paid as long as you're out. As a, as a matter of fact, we're going to find someone who doesn't have a broken ankle. We're going to pay him to jump off right. of this roof every day. I love the detail breakdown, man. But that's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> You would be like, I'm not going to break my body for this job. This is terrible without getting some actual guaranteed money. Yeah. Because that, that's the thing, like these guys, especially, and, and, and you have to look at the, at the demographics of the NFL. How many of these guys come from situations where they don't have good home lives? They grew up in, 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 in 
places that were poor places that don't have good school systems. They didn't have, they weren't afforded all the opportunities that a, a lot of other people have. So what do they do? They go out and they play football. Yeah. That's their meal ticket out of a lot of these neighborhoods. And so they want to make that money so they can pull their family out of those neighborhoods. Because that's that, that's the skill that they're best at. Because I guarantee you that no one listening to this podcast, myself included, is as good at their job as these NFL players are at theirs. Yeah. Fact. So let's let's play devil's advocate though. So what would be the downside of allowing players to continue to do this in the league? I mean, you have to look at the fact that if everyone decides they want to join the Patriots, you know, that's going to be tough. But everybody can't join the Patriots, so obviously. Right. Right. So, I mean, it's it's hard, you know, because the idea for these players going into... So, the idea of the way the draft is structured is to increase parity in the league, right? Where you have the worst team in the league gets a chance at the best player coming out of college, mm-hmm. Right. They have the number one overall pick. You know, they can pick their, it's the, the pick of the litter, basically. Right? That's the idea. Now, that doesn't always happen. Sometimes, you know, you think that this guy's a for sure prospect. You know, Jamarcus Russell comes to mind, like, you know, supposed to be that guy, and he ends up being terrible. Yeah. Right? So, year after year, you'll continue to be terrible if you miss on your draft picks. That's why it makes me nervous as a Dolphins fan. You know, we can, we can, we could go in, you know, for Tua. And then all of a sudden, you know, two is not good. And then yeah. I'm like, oh, no, what have we done? Right? Yeah. But that's why you accumulate all of these draft picks, to get as many good guys as you can coming out of college. Right. Now, Miami is in a good position where their city is a good city to just exist in. Right. So you they know? can attract just based on being in Miami. Exactly. And it's not lost on me the amount of players in the NFL who are from that area anyway. Right. You know, who can go and play in front of their families in a lot of cases. You know, Antonio Brown, Miami kid. Like, I, right. I can go on and on with, you know, Denzel Perryman. You know, uh, Frank Gore was a you know, Miami kid. Like, yeah. you know, anyways. But if it's like a, a team like Cleveland, you know, they were the, the joke for the longest time because, like, it's not only are they bad, but then you have to live in Cleveland. Yeah. And that sounds horrible. <laughs> no disrespect to Cleveland. I've never been there. It could be a wonderful city. It's yeah. not. <laughs> <laughs> I've been. <laughs> so, you know, it, that's that's hard, too. But the thing is that these the 32 teams that are in the NFL right now are... They ha- so there hasn't always been 32 teams in the NFL. I watched this like NFL like throwback thing a couple of uh, a couple of days ago where they went into all of the different cities that were in the NFL. If your team is bad and you can't get players to play for your franchise because you've mismanaged it so horribly that no one goes to the games, no player wants to play there, then you don't necessarily need to be in that city. Right? If you're if you're part of the organization sucks, I'm sorry, you fold and then that's it. They'll find a new city. San Antonio would probably love an NFL franchise. Yeah, I could see that. It was Texas. Right? Like they, they, like football in Texas is huge. Right. So to me, I think that there shouldn't be any sort of protections. Like you can try to hit on the draft and that's it. And again, that's just me speaking from, you know, a little bit of a, of a privileged perspective, you know, where players are always going to want to play in Miami just because they want to spend their money in Miami and be in Miami. But 
it's the perks that come with being in a big city. You know, but there are other big cities out there that don't have NFL franchises. So, yeah. If you like, I'm sorry. Like, if you mismanage your franchise to the point where no one wants to play for you, then sorry. Right. You've lost your NFL franchise because of poor management. Because they say the NFL is a business. That's like when they sit when they send these players for picks and and all this stuff, and they say, "Sorry, it's a business. We can't afford to pay you because it's a business." Okay. What other business do you know of that you know gets like the first uh, like okay your business is so bad we're gonna give you all of the new customers because your business is so bad <laughs> that doesn't happen anywhere else yeah well listen maybe it isn't such a bad idea to start becoming like the NBA because they're pretty exciting and now you see GMs working a lot harder to yeah. attract free agents exactly attract people to come to their team so. Inve- yeah, make investments into the rest of your surroundings. Right. Because the, really the only difference between Cleveland and some other cities up in the north, like Chicago, for example, like like climate-wise, is not really a big difference. Yeah. It's just like the city sucks. Yeah. So make an investment in the city. You want all these taxpayers to pay for your new stadium? How about you start making investments back into the city and yeah. make your city better? Yeah. So people want to go there. How about that? <laughs> I, don't, I don't care what anyone says. Basketball is more popular than football now. Well, the numbers don't necessarily agree with that, but they are on the up and up. Like year over year, they're closing that gap. And okay. I think it's because... Right. You, okay. How many... If, if you go up to your average person and hold up pictures of the top NFL players and be like, who is this? Most people couldn't tell you. That's fair. If you do that with basketball, they'll be like, oh, that's LeBron, that's James Harden, that's Kevin Durant. Well, right. that's because like, they were. The times have, yeah, it doesn't help I, that they have. The times, <laughs> the times have changed. Um, I don't. I mean, the you could say the NFL is more popular, but that's because they have sixteen games, and then the playoffs. Right. I don't know. I mean, that's I think I think that the 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 NFL is because the the rosters are so big, and because. You know, it, it doesn't help that you're wearing a helmet all the time. No one can really see your face on a play-by-play basis. You can't like if I were to zoom in on like Alvin Kamara's face every time. You know, he doesn't necessarily do something every play, right? And even when he does score, all you see is the number and the jersey. You don't really get to see his face, even when you zoom in on it. Now, what I think they should do is they should be allowed to take their helmets off after they score a touchdown, <laughs> so that everyone can I see. Dig, Rake in those endorsement dollars. This is what my this is the face that just scored on you. Also, <laughs> Coca Cola talked to me about something. Uh, we can get some business worked out. <laughs> it's genius, man. Diggs does it. Diggs just did it last for Sunday. Exactly. And guess what? He had a deal. I can't remember what what deal was it. Uh, was it Geico that he had a, uh, a sticky hand? Yeah. He checks the mailbox. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that commercial. It was a good commercial. And people knew who Stefan Diggs was. Why? Because he scored that touchdown in that Saints uh, against the Saints back, what, 2017? And then after he scored, he threw his helmet off. People were like, oh, that's what that guy looks like. I had no idea <laughs> until just now. Incredible play. But Incredible even then, play. even then, they, they still, I think, had to mention his name. Who's that? Stefan Diggs, I think, in the commercial, didn't they? Um, Am I right about I believe that? so. They had to mention his name, obviously. Otherwise, I don't think anyone would have really known who he was. <laughs> Who's that? Why is his hand, why are his hands so sticky? What was that guy doing twenty minutes ago? That his hands are so sticky. Oh yeah, exactly. You know, so he, he mentioned his name. Now he's a, a pro receiver, so this makes right. sense. Yeah, they're they're so true. left field on their marketing <laughs> campaigns, and I love every one of them. 
I do. I do love the randomness. Like, do you remember the uh, I mean, Mountain Dew was doing that for a while, right? With that like pump, uh, puppy monkey baby thing, where it's oh, yeah. like, it's like, what are you talking about? What are you doing? Old Spice does that too, where it's just like they try to come out with like, all right, let's throw a dart at like words in a dictionary, and then we'll just <laughs> put it together and we'll see what we can come up with. Okay, here's Ray yep. Lewis on an actual raven flying into the window. <laughs> do you remember that commercial? <laughs> Who do, you, who, who do you think has been the most consistent with commercials, though? State Farm <sighs> is is up there. Hmm. State Farm does have pretty good commercials. They don't try to do too much. I do like the old yeah, Spice State Farm has good commercials back even discount double check. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I forgot how long Aaron Rodgers has been, like, the spokesperson for, for State Farm. Because now I see, like, all yeah. the ones where it's like, oh, you know, him and his, like, agent and his State Farm agent are, like, best friends, you know? But I Chunky. forgot the discount double check, man. Chunky soup has fallen off. They have. Although I did like the one they had with uh, with Saquon and his mom. That was pretty funny. <laughs> That's not the time for soup. It's always time for soup. <laughs> it's always time for Campbell's Chunky. <laughs> um, I used to like the Jack Links commercials. I thought those were funny as hell. Oh, uh, the the Sasquatch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Messing with Sasquatch. Those are good. I like those. Those are good. Like, there's one that sticks out. They tried to run off, and he just grabs his log and just takes the dude's head off, just cleans him up. <laughs> I I'm talking that, yeah. swing for the fences, Aaron Judge style. Like, that that commercial was hilarious to me. I think, every time. I think that if you're a sports fan, there is no better commercial than the the old uh, This Is Sports Center commercials. Yeah, those are great. Yeah, like when they, probably, that's, <laughs> which one's the longest run? When they had that, like for example, like it would be uh, man, when they in the office. Yeah, it would be like oh, uh, like Stuart Scott and like Steve yeah. Irwin like walk into the uh, the elevator yeah. and then like the Florida Gators in the elevator. <laughs> he walks out and Steve Irwin's <laughs> like, oh, watch out, watch out. <laughs> <laughs> those are always the best. I used to love those. Or like LeBron when I, sitting there, he's like, "Did you switch my chair?" <laughs> he's like, uh, "No, what are you talking about?" <laughs> okay, and he turns around. There's this huge yeah. guy sitting in this big throne. <laughs> oh man, those, those that, yeah, you know, those commercials. I love them. If you're a sports fan, those are those are the best. I think. Anyways, so let's get back to the sports a little bit. Um, so we talked about the the trade a little bit, or I guess the 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 uptick in players asking out of their current situations. Minka Fitzpatrick being one of them asked for a trade. Uh, it got leaked to the media. And before you knew it, he's now a member of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Welcome. Welcome home, baby. <laughs> Welcome home. Because our secondary is trash. It really was. It really was. So Save I think us, yeah, Minka got sent to the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers along with, I believe, a fourth-round pick and a sixth-round pick. And the next they, day, be right there. Yeah, and then they got a first and a fifth back, and maybe like a seventh or something. Uh, but you know, those those later end of the of the draft picks are you know kind of just throw ins at the end. Um, so basically, it's Minka Fitzpatrick and uh, and a and a fourth for uh, a first round pick and a fifth round pick. Not not bad value if you're the if you're the Dolphins. Like I think they're just trying to accumulate draft picks. There were reports that Minka Fitzpatrick wasn't happy with the way. Brian Flores was using him in the defense. He felt like he, you know, would be better off just sticking to one position, whether that's, you know, free safety or whether that's slot corner or whatever. That's what he wanted to do. 
Um, but Brian Flores coming from the Bill Belichick, you know, coaching tree where they ask, you know, a lot of their, of their, uh, defenders, especially on the, on the back end, um, to be a little more versatile, you know? And so I, I don't hate it. You know, I, to me, I, I really liked him. I like, I thought he was a good player, especially when he was out there, you know, when they either put him at free safety or at slot corner, um, and kind of told him exactly what his role was. He played, uh, really well, smart guy. Um, but he didn't want to be that versatile player. He wanted just to have his role and stick to it. So I think that it's, this is one of the things that might work out for both teams. You know, the Dolphins keep accumulating draft picks as they retool for the future. And like you said, Cam, like the, the Pittsburgh Steelers, you know, they even, even if they don't, even if they're not competitive this year with Mason Rudolph taking the reins for Ben Roethlisberger, and, and who knows who he might be good. You know, he was a third I round think pick. He will be. He's he's got he's he's coming from an offense when he went to to college was Oklahoma State that was good at throwing the football around. I mean they he's he's not a stranger to to to, throw, to slinging the rock. You know he's he's good at that. Um, and they've got a good offensive line, and they've got you know Juju Smith Schuster who's obviously very talented, and they've got James Conner uh, who's obviously very talented. So you, you Jalen Samuels. Yeah. Name to look out for. Right. Sorry. Well, it depends on yeah how healthy uh, James Conner is. I know he had a little bit of a, of a knee scare, but they're saying that he should be good to go for for Sunday. Um, but of course, it's something to to watch out for. And Jalen Samuels, you know, it, it would be would he be dec- I think it'd be decent in relief uh, if anything were to happen to James Conner. But uh, he's a receiver too, so that's why I'm like he like he was a leading receiver at North Carolina State and the oh, leading really? rusher. Did they put him out wide a lot? They put him in the yeah, slot. Yeah, so that's that. Yeah, so that's the thing. Like he's a, a utility man, but he's our backup running back. Right. And we got Benny Snell. You know what I'm saying? Like I know my squad, baby. Like you <laughs> don't do that. Well, and 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 that might be trash. That's another okay. thing too. Is that uh, Mason Rudolph and, and James Washington played uh, college ball together, didn't they? Yep. Yeah. So that's again. That's the, the pieces are there for for Mason Rudolph. To, to go out and, and be successful. Now, whether or not he can he can do it, he didn't look bad, that bad anyway, against the Seahawks, you know, given the limited preparation he had going into the game, you know, playing with the ones. Obviously, you know, next this week they'll game plan with him being the, you know, de facto starter, and, and I think the offense will look uh, better. But I there is a possibility that it doesn't go well and the Dolphins end up with two top ten picks, which would be nice. But... yeah. That being said, though, I mean, Ben Roethlisberger is, is committed to coming back. He said, like, look, I'm going to rehab this injury. I think he's, what, 37 years old, 36, 37 years old, Ben Roethlisberger. So it's asking a lot for him to, you know, to go through his rehab and to come back healthy and, and you know, presumably better than, than he was when he left. But they might still be competitive after this year, even if they aren't as competitive uh, this year. So they get a lot of help on the back end of that defense. And that was one of the things they really needed. Because like, TJ Watt's really solid. Uh, Devin Bush, he's, he has a couple of rookie mistakes, but he looks pretty good. There's there's a lot of talent there. And I think that, that Minka is going to fit well for you guys uh, up in Pittsburgh. So I think this is one of those situations where it kind of works out well for both teams. I can't tell you how many picks the Dolphins have right now in the first two rounds of the next two drafts. I think it's like seven picks or something like that, six or seven picks. Uh, they have three firsts this season. One courtesy of the uh, Texans with that Tunsil trade, and one courtesy of the Pittsburgh Steelers, and they have two picks in the 2021 draft. Again, one coming from that Tunsil trade with the uh, with the Texans and their own pick, obviously. So that's five in just the next two first rounds. 
plus a second rounder they got with the Tunsil trade also for next year. I mean, that's <laughs> if you're building an offense and well, I guess it's not just an offense. If you're building a team from the ground up, that's the way to do it. So they they might be historically awful, but so the so what, <laughs> right? You, you better hope it works out. Well, that's the thing. I mean, it's it's a lottery, right? It's a lottery, but at the end of the day, they've hit on their players. Like their evaluation of talent coming out of college is pretty good. At least the last couple of years, it's been Chris. Chris Gear does a pretty good job. You can't you can't say no. They just flipped Minka Fitzpatrick, who was their pick. What not this past year? This not this but past. But how many year picks have they had? They've hit like on how many picks? You said Minka Fitzpatrick, Laramie Tunsil. That's it. I'm talking about just specifically I'm, I'm, first round picks. Is what I'm talking about. Good, you're saying that. One day we'll get there. Um, but you know, and, and that's the thing. If the more picks you accumulate, the less the the more chance you have of hitting on someone who's going to be a good talent. And you know, you get the number one overall pick, at least then you can you can trust your scouts to evaluate these guys and pick the best guy for you. You know, I think that Tua uh, is gonna be better than or at least as a prospect is rated higher than a lot of the quarterbacks we've seen over the last couple of years. You know, even Patrick Mahomes was kind of a project, you know, so I mean, who knows? He might not be the best quarterback in this draft coming up. And Trevor Lawrence might be better than he is the year after that. But at least at least if you're the Dolphins, you have some semblance of hope, which is really all you could ask for at this point. Mm-hmm. Right? And plus they have a ton of cap space coming. I think they have like $132 million in cap space to sign free agents to, to kind of fill those gaps uh, in the meantime. I mean, you could do a lot worse. If you're going to go full scorched earth, this is the way to do it. You, you, tra- you, 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 you accumulate draft picks. Because the more draft picks you have, the better chance you have to hit somebody. And then you fill out the rest of the roster of free agents, and that's it. And then before you know it, the Dolphins, AFC East champions, Tom Brady retires in disgrace, and it's... Oh, sorry, I just woke up. Uh, (laughs) If if there was an award for tanking, you guys are definitely on your way to getting that. Thank you. Thank you. I think they do have an award for that. You're definitely wasting three hours of people's lives every Sunday. Listen... (laughs) Listen, man, you're not wrong. If my team was good and they were playing, actually, I'd be pissed. Actually, you know what's funny? Uh, <laughs> so I play I play fantasy football, and and this I'm new to this whole tanking oh. thing. I've never I've never done the like the Dolphins don't usually tank. They're just bad, like just normally, yeah, right, mediocre to bad. And I got to watch the Dolphins, and not have to actively root for them. Like as a matter of fact, I picked up the New England Patriots defense this past week because I knew the Dolphins were going to be bad. <laughs> and boy, oh boy, did they not disappoint. <laughs> Three interceptions, two return for touchdowns, not a single point scored against them. Oh, it was fantastic. Man. I've never been so happy watching the Dolphins get blown out in my <laughs> life. It was weird. It was weird, but I liked it. <laughs> Because I'm like, you know what? We're one. That's one game closer to the number one overall pick. The fantasy team's doing great. You know, silver linings. You gotta find the silver linings. At least they're not the like Knicks the Giants. They could tank for Zion. So. <laughs> yeah, I would. I would hate if there's oh, a lottery. <laughs> right. <laughs> What's with like New York teams trying to play hard when we're trying to lose to, to get like the they they're not the worst team, so they kind of fall in the middle and just end yeah. up not getting. Anything. 
<laughs> yeah, what's going on with uh with Daniel Jones, man? You you excited? No, I'm not excited. No? Hold on, wait, real quick, real quick. Um I just would like an apology because From you said my my picking of Austin Eckler in fantasy football was not a good pick because he was in a timeshare. Did you not? Who, me? Yeah, John Dennis. <laughs> did, did you not say that to me? Okay, so this is the thought process, okay? <laughs> this is the thought process, all right? Number one, Austin Eckler. I never had a doubt with the talent that Austin Eckler had. My thing is that you can ride that talent all the way to the playoffs, and then when Melvin Gordon comes back, Melvin Gordon is still the more talented back. Like, Austin Eckler is good. Don't get me wrong. But if you're the Chargers, you still want Melvin Gordon to come back because he's better, number one. And number two, he has to come back anyway to accumulate a year on his contract. Otherwise, he's just in the same position again next year. So he has to come back eventually around week 10 or so, I think it is, in order to get his uh, his accrued year. So that's like right leading into the fantasy playoffs. So he can do he can do great for you right now and get you, you know, you can win every game, you know, for the first nine, ten weeks of the season. But then come fantasy playoffs, what are you gonna do? That sounds absolutely foolish. Why does it sound foolish? <laughs> that sounds absolutely if Austin Eckler is killing until week ten, you're telling me they're gonna take him out to put Melvin Gordon in who hasn't played all year? That I'm not saying nuts. I'm not saying that they're just going to plug in Melvin Gordon in the same role that you had before. I'm saying that they might ease him in, but he's going to eat into Austin Eckler's carries, is what I'm telling you. Because Melvin Gordon is a better running back. Le'Veon Bell Fair missed enough. an entire year of football. And he came back and he was the entire Jets offense and he looked fantastic. I don't even like the Jets, and he looked great. Yeah, just him and only Just him. him. <laughs> But he, yes, looked, he looked like he didn't miss a step. Nothing, there was no one. I mean, obviously, he looked great. Can't take that away. But, of course, it's just him. There was no one else playing. They, yeah, that's fair. They had the replacements. Yeah, exactly. But I'm just, I'm, I'm just saying that in, inevitably, Melvin Gordon will rejoin the team. Inevitably, they're going to get him involved on the offensive side of the ball. And then you're going to see Austin Eckler's carries go down. And just when you thought you, were, you had a good thing going into the championship, all of a sudden, Austin Eckler is getting maybe seventy-five percent of the tar- of the of the targets and and, and receptions and uh, and carries that he was just getting before. Yeah. I'm not going to apologize to you. you I'll apologize. You, I'll you apologize to you when when Austin Eckler carries you to the championship. How about that? Ooh. You were absolutely asleep, and it's time to wake up. <laughs> who's your Who's your other running back? Um, it's David Johnson now. Okay, did you make a so trade? You were saying you were you were going to say. Yeah, I traded Odell and uh, Brita for um, DJ, David Johnson, and Jimmy Graham. Oh, okay. Interesting. So, do you remember when I told you that, that your running backs were trash? And then what did you have to do? You had to send off Odell so you can get a better running back. I just want to make sure that that was the case. Oh, no, no, no. I, and, and did you don't, – don't do that. Like, you don't have the rest of the conversation. I said I, I was receiver heavy and I was trading one. It's not right. like you – like, I, I had this plan when I drafted them. Right, right, right. That's why I had Juju, Amari Cooper, and Odell. Right, which is solid. It's a solid, uh, it's a solid lineup. You know, I'm also the one, the one that said the Raptors in six, and you said it wasn't going to happen. So, anyways, I don't think anyone else said it was going to happen either. And to be fair, you can't account for injuries. That's you know, 
You can you can get lucky, sure thing. I mean, that's fine. <laughs> Anyways, yeah. so let's move on to the New York Football Giants. Gosh. This is your area of expertise, John. Do we have to, to go here? I'm going to need you to shine here for a second. So shine some light on the the thought process that the Giants have right now, because apparently they have now officially named Daniel Jones the starter uh, for this week. They're playing the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, which is a sneaky good defense. Um, but I think that it's the worst of the next couple of defense defenses I think they play. I think they play uh do they play Dallas after that and then the the I know they play the Patriots at some point. But I, I think they're kinda trying to ease him into it with a not crazy matchup. You know, like I said, Tampa Bay's defense is better uh than we thought it was going to be, but that doesn't necessarily mean uh that it's good per se so yeah okay so they play uh tampa bay this week washington after that which is you know they're not a terrible defense but they're not great either uh then minnesota and then new england that's who it was minnesota um so a couple of games to get his feet under him you know against not super super uh you know crazy defenses what are you what are your what are your thoughts john do you think uh it's a good idea to move on from from eli right now they should have did it from the beginning but even saying that, I don't, I don't know what to expect from this guy, man. They're doing a good job PR-wise, showing the highlights from preseason. Oh yeah, showing the promise. Yeah, who else looked really good in the preseason? Blake Bortles. <laughs> he did. I'm not even joking about that. Like his rookie season, I think he like had like 120 something passer rating. Blake Bortles did, right. uh, and we all know how that turned out. I'm not, you know, I'm not gonna say that Daniel Jones is Blake Bortles. I'm just saying you can't go off the preseason. Exactly, you can't go off the preseason. I mean, he does have a solid running back to, you know, and and a young quarterback's uh, best friend is a solid running game. Yeah, we saw that with the Jets. So right, <laughs> but that being said, though, all of your wide receivers are injured. <laughs> Who is there? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, man. I'm not. I'm not excited. If that's what like, if you were hoping that I was excited now that Eli is, is sitting, I'm not. I'm anxious. I want to see though. I will say I'll give him a shot. We'll see how how it turns out mm. when they play the Bucks. But I'm not. I'm not hyped over preseason highlights. I wouldn't be either. <laughs> and they're, be they're either. highlights. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. When you're not asked to do a whole lot, the defenses aren't really calling up exotic blitzes or anything like yeah. that. You know. I, I'm just I, I think that he has played better than expected in you know obviously preseason work because uh, everyone was clowning this dude and they haven't given anyone really he, he hasn't given anyone a reason to doubt him right now you know what I'm saying like he, it's not like he's out there throwing up you know a hundred interceptions in the preseason and I was like oh there you go that's why you know you don't draft that guy where you drafted him so that- far he's been good. That's what I'm saying. So you think he lives up to a number six pick? Not right now. <laughs> I got, he has to play the games first, you know? But uh, I don't know. I, I just don't know if I agree with the Giants' decision to throw him out there now while all of the receivers are still injured. Like Sterling Shepard's dealing with something now. There's a lot that could go wrong. I mean, obviously Evan Ingram's still there, and Evan Ingram uh, is, a, is a good receiving threat out of the, out of the tight end position. Um, but but what? Well, why not now? Like, would you wait to the end of the season? Yeah, because I mean, when you look at when you look at what happened, I mean, obviously Patrick Mahomes is his own case, and there's always you know a, a case for 
uh, some quarterbacks starting right away, some quarterbacks waiting till later, some quarterbacks, you know, they have to be thrown in because of injury, you know, whatever. Right. Uh, but when you look at the roster construction of the Giants right now, they're not going to compete right now. Like, that's not the idea. Right. And you don't think that's the best time to throw him out there for experience? I mean, I... Because you're not going to win anyway. Yeah, but at the same time, like, he's already got the issue of everyone has kind of talked a lot of smack about him, right? Yeah. Leading up to saying, oh, he's not worth uh, the six overall pick, all this stuff, you know, and then the obviously the Baker Mayfield comments taken, you know, supposedly out of context, you know. Uh, but... If he goes into Tampa Bay and struggles right away and then plays against Washington and then struggles again, how do you think it's going to be when Minnesota comes to town <laughs> and then the Patriots? Oh, well. Right? Like, because it'll be even worse if you go into next year and he has maybe two games under his belt. And now you're talking, if he struggles then, it's going to look a lot worse. But at worse. least at the end of the season, you'd have more healthy receivers. That's my thought process. Yeah. I mean, you can't plan for injuries elsewhere, but at least let those guys get healthy before you start throwing them in and say, hey, you know, here's a guy who was on the practice squad six months ago. Go ahead and, and uh, <laughs> that's yeah. your number one receiver right now. Enjoy. You know, I, that's that's my thought process. It's like give him some other I just players think, to throw to. I just think when you're a bad team, you have nothing to lose. Like, you yeah, might as well. Fair. <laughs> that's right. That's why I want Josh Rosen to start because I'm like, who knows? I mean, maybe. <laughs> He goes out there and does some good stuff. Yeah, um, he can't keep throwing Ryan Fitzpatrick out there. Golly, man. <laughs> Old man Fitzpatrick. But, I, you know, I don't know. I I just think that they would be better served waiting till later in the season when, they're, when their wide receivers are a little healthier and they've kind of figured things out a little bit. He's got a couple of weeks, a couple more weeks to figure out how the NFL works, what, you know, what all goes into you know preparing for each week, preparing against the opponent. Um and doing that. But I guess, you know, it's better to have that be something you can control because, you know, if, if for example, if Eli gets hurt for whatever reason, you know, then you have to throw him into the fire right away. Like, you know, Teddy Bridgewater did a couple of, uh, a couple of days ago where it's just, he goes in and doesn't look very good, you know, because they didn't really plan for it. And so that's the worst thing I guess you can do uh, in that situation. So in that respect, I guess, you know, and if you look at the next couple of games, like I said, a little softer schedule before the, 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 pressure kind of turns back up um in terms of defensive difficulties uh but i don't know we'll see anyways does he, do you guys have anything else because i'm boring myself talking about giants football <laughs> <laughs> i'm very with you man except for saquon i definitely look saquon's the that. truth man that guy is really good <laughs> anyways cam you got anything else brother um in regards to the giants i mean i think they uh Honestly, I agree with you there. I think they should have just wrote it out this year, or they should have started him from day like game one. Right. Like either write it out, or or he should have been in from the jump. Exactly. But I think pulling Eli after two games that doesn't really like that lot can change. Like it's only two games. Yeah. Like the Giants have gotten hot before, right before the playoffs and won the Super Bowl. Like. You know, a lot can change. Obviously, yeah. I don't think it'll happen here. But, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Two games is nothing at this point in the season. So I agree. That's my thing. 
Well said, my friend. All right. So uh, that'll do it for this episode of the Somewhat Sports Podcast. You can catch us on Instagram and Twitter, as always, at Somewhat Sports. Uh, you can catch us on uh, on you know email or whatever, uh, somewhatsports at gmail.com. Uh, I'm on Twitter and Instagram at John Dennis Radio. That's J-O-N Dennis Radio. John? Uh, Instagram, J-L Williams 5. And uh, our friend Cam, friend of the show, Cam, thank you so much. For joining us uh, for this episode, tell us where, uh, where uh, we can find you on uh, on the interweb. Thank you for having me, gentlemen. Uh, o O K Cam on Instagram, and that's O H O K C A M, and uh, Twitter Hoosier Lane Cam. I don't have much on on Twitter yet, but you know they, they tell me that's the wave, so that's that's what the kids. Say. <laughs> it's the young guys. That's true. That's true. So I, I actually uh, I saw something um, on one of these uh, podcasts that I think that maybe we could start doing. And I want to get your thoughts on this, John, uh, where if you leave a five-star review on the podcast and you ask us a question in the review section, uh, we'll answer it on the podcast. So what platform? Where are they leaving that? Whether it's – it doesn't matter if it's Apple Podcast. I don't think – can you do uh, rating and reviewing on, on Spotify? I haven't seen anywhere you could do it. It might be the case. Uh, but at least on Apple Podcasts, um, if you want to go ahead and do that, we'll uh, we'd be more than happy to do to uh, read your questions live on the air and answer them. It doesn't have to be necessarily a sports question. If you want to ask us a sports question, you can. Uh, otherwise, you can ask, like, hey, what are your top five favorite fast food places? Uh, if you want to ask uh, what's the proper way uh, to ask a girl out on a date, we could do that for you, too. Uh, <laughs> where do you put the salad fork uh, when you <laughs> when you're fine dining? You know, yeah, all we these, got all the answers. Yeah, all those questions and more. You know, all you gotta do is just leave a five star review uh, and your question, and be more than happy to answer it uh, on the uh, on the podcast. So, again, thank you so much for joining us for this episode of Somewhat Sports. Um, we I couldn't get Dwayne Wade into this podcast at all. I don't know, could you guys think of anything to? Uh, let's stay tuned for his son's uh, high school games. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much for joining us, and we'll catch you next week.